What's going on? Welcome to the Touchdown Hoedown Special Edition. Three-game slate NFL Saturday. You love it. I love it. I told you at Thanksgiving, three-game slates, they are the nuts. You play them. They are the best because they offer the most game theory without weighing us down with too many options where they get muddled down and the games are all at separate times. That stuff matters. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player. I focus on two sports. Golf and football. That's all I got time for. If you like the cut of my jib, come check out the schedule. And sometimes I even make special content like this because that ain't on the schedule, is it? You mother father. So without further ado, let's get going. Don't got all day. Got to win. Here we go. We always start with contest selection. If you don't know, tomorrow is a real big day to focus on contest selection. If you go play in the big uh, millionaire maker, the $20 tomorrow with 44% going to first and you don't max enter it, I hope you get kicked in the balls by a donkey, okay? Because you're a donkey dick and you deserve that. It's a horrible tournament. Don't play in it. If you do, don't don't get mad when you're constantly depositing. I'll, I'll die on this hill. What I want you to do tomorrow is really consider this. On a three-game slate, people's FOMO, fear of missing out, gets out of control, and we have to take advantage of that, right? So tomorrow, I love single entries, because if you don't know, there's going to be some big chalk tomorrow on a three-game slate, right? And on a three-game slate, that chalk, when you start playing single entries, gets really, really concentrated. Why? Because people fucking get FOMO. They're like, what happens if Justin Jefferson goes off and I don't have him? Oh my god, I'll lose. So like, Justin Jefferson may be like 35% in the big Millie maker, but he'll probably be like over 50% in some single entries tomorrow. So if you have some stones and you're willing to play the game, I really encourage you to check out single entries and three maxes tomorrow simply just because ownership concentrates and people's FOMO gets out of control in those tournaments and you can really exploit the ownership game tomorrow in single entries. So check that out, okay? That's all you get for contest selection today. You want to know the contest you should play in Sunday? My contest, you get a free millionaire maker ticket if you win. You know how much it costs to get in there? Nothing. You don't got to give me shit. No email, no nothing. It's just fun. Building a community. Trying not to be a prick. That's all I'm trying to do. So go check it out. Uh, second place even gets a free month on my Discord, which everybody that's got that seems to enjoy it. By the way, big guy. Just pounding through the, the subscribers, people telling their friends, because you know the YouTube algorithm isn't helping me. So why don't you go drop a like and a sub? We're, we're pushing to 2200 quick. Appreciate all you mother fathers. All right. We'd be remiss if we started talking about the slate uh, for Saturday, the big three-game slate, and we didn't start with weather. Because if you don't know, weather can affect DFS scoring, right? And uh, there are two games in particular where we're a little bit worried. I'm not too worried about the weather inside of the Dome in Minnesota. I, I got to tell you, I feel pretty confident that one's going to be solid. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be cold in Cleveland, uh, and th there's also the whole middle ground where both those teams' offenses suck. There's that also, so you know they're double cold. But I think the real thing we got to monitor is Buffalo. If you don't know, there's a big snowstorm blowing through in Buffalo, and Saturday, which is manana, they are expected to get between one to three inches of snow. And with the game being at night, that means it's going to have all day to snow. So they're probably going to get to see all of that one to three inches. Some of you are probably saying, you know, well it's Buffalo; they always play in snow. Well, that's not exactly true, um, and we know that snow can uh, negatively affect DFS scoring from three to five points, so you have to factor that in your equation, but at the same time, I also think that people are going to say, don't you know that Miami is like down in Florida, and they don't ever get snow, so those guys can't play in the snow. Well, I mean, okay, I don't think that's true, but that can be your narrative, so maybe we will get some dolphins at some discounted ownership because of that bullshit narrative, um, so that's up to you to determine how to use the snow. Maybe you use it as a way to get off of some Josh Allen uh Buffalo uh, chalk, or maybe you use it to get on some Miami uh, 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 pivots, right? Just, just something to consider, right? But that is definitely worth monitoring. Be checking that out because weather can affect it. All right, let's get over here to run the Sims. We're going to break down the slate real quick. Uh, we're not going to uh, uh, talk too much about injuries because if you don't know, 
There's not a lot. Which, by the way, if you want to know my spicy hot take for tomorrow, you got to wait till the very end. So stick around at the end of my video, you mother father. All right, here you go. Uh, here, here, here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna look at the 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 guy that shows up in the optimal the most. Okay, not who you would think. Michael Pittman Jr., what's going on with that? I think that's largely due to the price, right? Uh, but here's what I really like to look at. Who is the most negative leverage play? That means how often they show up in the optimals versus how much they're projected to be owned. And look who it is. It's a bunch of Vikings. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins is way up there. Meaning that these guys show up in the optimal lineup when you run these simulations far less than they're going to be owned. So in theory, that would make them not very good plays, right? Now, if you have a hot, hot take that Minnesota's going to score 35 points tomorrow, you just go right on ahead and ignore this. But I think that is interesting to note. All right, let's get back and let's go look. First of all, for Indianapolis, if you don't know, this is probably the the, the favorite game of most people tomorrow just because of the safe conditions, um, being in the dome, not being affected by weather, Minnesota being an effective offense, uh, Indianapolis not being exactly a great defense, and typically being able to push teams. So because of that, this opens up some really interesting possibilities. I think we're going to start with Minnesota because I think Kirk Cousins stacks are going to be everybody's favorite play tomorrow. It's safe. It's a nice warm blanket, and it makes you feel good, right? And so because of that, uh, Kirk Cousins stacks make a lot of sense. At $6,000, he's a great starting piece. You get over a $2,000 discount from Josh Allen, which is very appealing. It allows you to go up and stack him with Justin Jefferson. Uh, Hawkinson and Thielen are both very, very fairly priced on a three-game slate, so you can easily double stack him. And if you're going to play Kirk Cousins, I think you almost certainly got to double stack him, right? He's just not a guy that offers any upside with his legs, so he's probably going to need to get two pass catchers there to also get there himself. So if you're going to play Kirk Cousins stacks, I really encourage you to look at maybe, uh, well, no, definitely double stacking him. Um, I think you could even get away with a KJ Osborne. All he needs is all he needs is one big catch, um, but then you always run into the possibility. Dalvin Cook at 6900 seems like a pretty low price, but I will tell you this. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson stacks, they don't always play the most nicely. That is a lot of money, and they're not all exactly correlated, right? But the good news is if you do run a Kirk Cousins stack, you have very nice runback options from the Colts. Jonathan Taylor seems to be coming back into his own at 7200 versus his talent is just way underpriced. Michael Pittman at 5800 is laughably too low versus this game environment. Uh, but where I really think the value exists is Matt Ryan, Paris Campbell, and Alex Pierce. If you really think this game's going to shoot out, you are convinced this is the game tomorrow that breaks the slate. Well, everybody that thinks that is probably going to come in here, 80% of them, and they're going to play the Kirk Cousins side of it. So maybe you come in here and you just play the Matt Ryan side of it. I know Matt Ryan sucks, but you know what? We're not we're not drafting for the future of our franchise. We just need him for one effing game. So maybe a Matt Ryan stack with Michael Pittman and Alex Pierce is the nuts. Okay? That is a way that you can get access to this game. And you really love Justin Jefferson tomorrow? Well, then go make Justin Jefferson your run back for your Matt Ryan stack. This is a way that you can get access to the chalkiest game and do it in a way that will be different than the vast majority of people that are playing it. Okay, That's just something to consider. Uh, and you know, the good thing about Matt Ryan is he has really concentrated usage, right? Like his, all of his passes are pretty, pretty much going to go to four guys. They're going to go to Pittman, Campbell, Pierce, and Granson, right? And then of course, Jonathan Taylor will catch a little bit out of the backfield also, but at 5,200 in a shootout environment, there is a path for him to get 300 yards and three touchdowns. Okay. And if he gets that at 5,200 and you have him at, let's say 10% ownership, you probably have the rest of this slate by the nuts. And now you can start making different plays. 
because if you don't know in this slate why it's so awesome is because there's three games, but more importantly, there's three games at three separate times. So you get to view what happened in game one before making your decisions for game two. So every time you construct a lineup, you have a plan for if my guys do well in the first game, here's what I'm going to do in the second game. If my guys shit the bed or the chalk hits that I faded in game one, here's going to be my pivot in the afternoon. Tomorrow, it is more about playing the game and late swapping and editing your lineup based on how guys do than it is about your stupid fucking picks, okay? I'm telling you that. You got to realize, I know this guy's going to hit. Okay, that's great. That's your pick, okay? But your picks don't matter near as much tomorrow as they do on a given slate, and that's why this this three-game slate offers more of an edge than ever. If you go in and you play a Matt Ryan stack and it smashes, you have tremendous leverage on the field, and now you can go grab chalkier pieces in the afternoon and box out thousands and thousands of lineups simply because you hit the first game. Let's say you make a big fade. You fade Jefferson Cousins stack in the first game, and they don't really do shit. You have tremendous leverage, right? Now, on the flip side of that, if they go off, well, now it's time to panic and go to the other games. And because of that, I think that there is a path. You fade Kirk Cousins, and he goes off, and he hits Justin Jefferson for two touchdowns, you're probably thinking the day's over. But there are options, right? This game right here, Baltimore-Cleveland, is the Jon Snow of the slate tomorrow, right? It is the bastard child that nobody will want to touch. But there is a path. I mean, I know Lamar's out, so we think that there's no way that these teams can score. But, like, Deshaun Watson has been a tremendous fantasy quarterback before. Every week, he's just going to knock the rust off a little bit more. There is a path with him having Najoku, him having Amari Cooper, and a great running game that maybe they go off tomorrow. So if things don't go your way in the first game and you feel really behind the eight ball, you can go switch to Huntley. You can go switch to Deshaun Watson. And these guys offer, like, they. I think we can all agree they have 35-point upside. I've seen it before. Although it may be not likely, it would be a way for you to pivot and still try to save your day, even if a Kirk Cousins stack goes off in the first game. And these are the kind of plays you need to be making tomorrow, right? Now, should you start with a with a with a stack of one of these two teams? I mean, that's up to you, right? To me, it would be I would I I would like these guys more as a pivot than I would like building my lineup around them. But if you are going to play, let's check out Baltimore real quick. Uh, get out of here. All right, I guess we'll check out Cleveland first. All right, so Cleveland, you can see uh, the the optimizer is pretty warm to a lot of these guys, but it's mainly just because nobody's going to own them. Kareem Hunt at 4,300 just seems ridiculously owned. We know Kareem Hunt has two games every year where he goes off. Maybe this is the game he goes off at 4,300. He will make your lineup work. I'm not telling you I'm expecting any more touches from him or this is a magical, great uh, matchup, but 4,300 for a guy of his talent, uh, even if he gets 12 touches, if he just falls in the box once, he probably is going to pay off, right? Najoku has really seemed to find a, a, a c- cut out his role, and Amari Cooper is definitely the established number one wide receiver there. Uh, you just have to wonder: is Deshaun Watson going to keep improving every week? If he does, I mean, th- this game could this game could push and get pretty heavy. So that's something to consider. Um, to me, I think that there's really only you know I'm only playing Deshaun Watson, DPJ, Hunt, Najoku, Chubb, and Cooper. Those are the only guys I'm considering. If I'm going to play some wild pump pieces that are going to be 3%, I'm probably going to go get them from game one or game three where there's a little bit warmer environment of scoring. I'm not going to take it from the Jon Snow game, okay? Um, I guess I should have called this the Jon Snow game because of the weather. Damn. All right. 
from Baltimore. Let's see. Uh, as you can see, the highest one, they say play their defense, which makes sense. Deshaun Watson can turn the ball over. Uh, from from Baltimore, it's tough. I mean, Huntley always makes sense as, as a true high upside guy. You could also, you know, he's very easy to stack. You stack him with Mark Andrews and then just one punt receiver. Actually, you probably don't even need to double stack him, right? He, 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 he can get so much done with his legs and run a touchdown in that just a single stack, a little skinny stack and running back with Cleveland could probably get it done. You just have to ask yourself, do you think this game can get closer to 45 to 50 points? If it can, this game starts to become the nuts because all the players are lower priced and they're lower owned. But if you think this game is going to be a slog and it's going to be something, you know, uh, 20 to 17, well, then this game probably doesn't offer the upside you need to win a GPP tomorrow, right? But it is a tremendous pivot game if the first game doesn't work out for you. So I really encourage you to use this game as your, here's what I'm going to do if this early game goes awry, I'm going to do this in the second game. Or do it the other way and say, hey, if this first game goes great, here's what I'm going to do in the second game. And largely, I would just fade a lot of pieces in this second game if the early game goes that I want. All right, the last one, I guess the real Jon Snow game, Buffalo-Miami. If you don't know, it's I already told you we're expecting some snow. But because of that, I think that that will actually keep ownership down, especially for the Miami players. I feel like Miami... Uh, is uh, is really interesting here because, as you can see, a lot of their players, Tyree Kill is the highest leverage player on this slate. He is showing up in the optimals 41% of the time, yet is only projected at 22% ownership. That's insane. So right there, that would make me like Tyree Kill way more than Justin Jefferson. But don't you know Tyree Kill, he plays in Miami. It's going to be cold in Buffalo. Okay, I mean, that's a narrative. But you know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure Tyree Kill is still faster than all these motherfuckers even when there's snow on the ground, you idiot. So, because of that, I'm not going to get scared off of Miami. A little uh, uh, snow, if anything, it would get me off of this game entirely because I think, oh, well, these games are go this game's going to play slower. There's not going to be as many plays. But what's going to happen is I think people are still going to play the shit out of Buffalo because it's Buffalo at home in December, and they tend to freaking route teams. But to me, the most interesting thing, the most interesting play you can do here, especially if you're pivoting and trying to get back in it because you got off to a slow start in the day, is just go hop on the Dolphins, right? Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tagovailoa are all going to be criminally under-owned versus the upside that they offer. I'm not telling you they're going to get there. I'm just saying if you're strictly playing game theory and you're just saying what are the odds that they hit versus how much they're going to be owned, they're all great plays. Now, should you start with them? Well, I mean, that's one thing. Maybe you look early in the day and you have, you're doing really well. Well, you have a Josh Allen stack in place, which will be super chalking and it's going to be safer, right? But if things go poorly during the start of the day, you have a backup plan to switch that to a Tua Tyreek Hill stack, right? Because, you know, both those stacks are going to be pretty expensive, so you should be able to interchange them. Things go well, we stick with Josh Allen. Things go poorly, we switch to Tua, okay? That's what you do. For the Buffalo side, if you don't know, Buffalo, I mean, they're just, they're going to, against Miami, this just seems like a place where they definitely score 28 points. Um, so we'll have to see. But, uh, and I don't think the snow is going to slow them down. To me, Stefan Diggs is probably the safest play on the slate tomorrow. I don't care how much it's fucking snowing. Uh, they're going to get Diggs the ball. Uh, he has such a safe role cut out there. Uh, Josh Allen is, is definitely the highest floor quarterback on this slate. You just have to wonder, uh, will the game push itself enough for him to really have that 30 to 35 point upside we're used to Josh Allen? You know, trying to figure out the running backs from Buffalo, good fucking luck. If you know the answer, please DM me because I sure as shit don't. I feel like they're trying to give it to James Cook, but Devin Singletary still just seems to not be giving up his role. So both of those guys are interesting. Here's what I would say. If I'm going to go punt and play a $4,800 Cook, I think I'd rather just punt and play Hunt. <laughs> so that is uh, something to consider. But if you can hit one of these two running backs right, not only will you get the benefit of having a, a low-priced running back go off on the slate, but those guys usually directly step on the dick of Josh Allen. So so not only are these guys doing well, you could use you could also use them to try to block out some of the Josh Allen chalk hitting.
as far as receivers, uh, you know, poor poor Gabe Davis, man. I just want to keep believing, and I think people are back on at five thousand. That's just too cheap for him on this slate. But as you can see, man, I just they just don't throw him the ball. He's just not as involved, right? It seems like Isaiah McKenzie has a bigger role than Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is a fine play, but Gabe Davis has been a fine play for many weeks because he was low owned. Now that he's going to be chalk, I will fade some Gabe Davis chalk based on the role that he has, right? And then finally, Dawson Knox finally got in the box. <laughs> I'm all kinds of rhymes. The big guy is rhyming today. Give it up for me. So, uh, and because of that, Dawson Knox, I think, will get ownership. Fin people finally see that he got that touchdown that they've been wanting. And so he is going to be very popular, right? Whatever you do, here's what I really want you to remember about the three games late tomorrow. It's not about your fucking picks, okay? It's about playing the game tomorrow. Have a plan in place and, a, and, and use that. If you can't babysit your lineup tomorrow and be checking in 30 minutes before the start of every game based on how your guys did in game one and game two and then making adjustments for game two and game three, then maybe you shouldn't play a whole bunch on the slate tomorrow. But if you can be babysitting your lineups, go have you know two, three, four, five lineups. Go toss them in single entries and three maxes and have a plan for them to make adjustments. I'm telling you this is one of the few times in the NFL you can do this because the games are all at separate times. Take advantage of it. Use it to your system. Play the game and quit thinking your picks are fucking magical because they're not, brother. You want to hear my hot, hot take? Hold on just one second. I'll tell you. Before that, come check out my Discord. If you don't know, it's connected through my Patreon. I think I might have a website coming soon. The big guy is becoming fucking legit. Go give me a follow on the Twitter. Always reach out to me if you have questions. I won't big dog you or blow you off like so many of these other slap dicks. So do that. Here you go. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to tell a friend and, uh, you know, like and subscribe. Here's my hot take. Kirk Cousins, I am going. Here's a hot take. Fake Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are going to be the mega stack tomorrow, here's what's awesome. If they go off in the first game, you have amazing pivot options with Tua, Deshaun Watson, and Huntley. All of those are great pivots. And here's the best part. If somehow they just have an average game or a slightly below average game, which let's face it, Kirk Cousins, this won't be the first time he's let a mother father down, right? If they just have a below average game, those two, now you have the entire GPP by the nuts and you have tremendous leverage on the field because not only did a very chalky Cousins and Jefferson miss, but they also cost so much money, it really limits what those lineups can do for the rest of the day, right? And so because of that, now those guys that played that are boxed out of, of having a lot of the other great plays, right? There's no way they're also going to be able to afford uh, Stefan Diggs if they had Jefferson and Hawkinson and Cousins, right? So my bold, my my spicy take is, I'm not telling you to do it because I don't give a fuck who you play, but my spicy take is consider a Kirk Cousins Miami, uh, uh, Minnesota fade and either play Matt Ryan or just can play, fade both of the quarterbacks. Hope that the game is a below average game and now you have all the best choices uh, uh, for the last four games, right? And if it goes awry and Kirk Cousins throws for 303 touchdowns and two of them are Jefferson, at least you can still go grab a uh, 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 Deshaun Watson, Najoku, Cooper stack and hope it goes off too and negates that, right? At least you're not dead. But if that game just goes a little bit below average, now... You have all the power in the world. All right, guys, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed my show. I hope to see you again. I will be back for the main slate on Sunday. Come check that out. Golf is not too far away. I do college football. I hope you kick some ass. I hope you win some money. I hope you shoot me a DM when you do. But most importantly, I hope you enjoy my outro. Outro. <laughs>